0: Tuesday, October 4th, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill and joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Inside Value Joe Maker, from Motley Fool Stock Advisor Jim Mueller, and from Million Dollar Portfolio Ron Gross. Guys, good to see you. Hey, Chris. Chris? Are you? We have got some insight on America's workplace from Staples, but we will begin with Apple. At a press conference earlier today in California, Apple unveiled the iPhone 4S. Guys, it is twice as fast and has graphic capabilities seven times greater than the existing iPhone 4. It also has voice commands to make the phone a personal assistant of sorts. Um, A lot to get to uh, surrounding the event here, but let's just start with the device itself I'm just interested in what you think of this new iPhone 4S. Ron Gross, I'll start with you. Uh, sorry, I was sleeping. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was, you know, it's a nice step forward. A little anticlimactical, if
1: you will. But you were, we're so spoiled nowadays with regards to Apple. We want more and better and faster and cheaper. They made some nice advances here. Just They fell a little short. All right. Jim,
0: what did you think? Yawned. <laughs> <laughs> so you really were hoping for the iPhone 5.
2: Well, maybe not a 5, but. That's something a bigger 500. Yeah,
0: 500.
3: Joe? Yeah, I think when you look at this, it's a natural result of the technology that's already made a lot of step change improvements. At this point, it's going to be hard for them to keep rolling out these major advancements. Um, it's going to keep getting faster, which it did, and that'll keep happening for years to come. Data speeds, downloads will go faster. Um, cameras going to keep getting a little bit better. But it's hard to not be disappointed with 15 months... In the works and this coming out and it's mostly software improvements and faster just like you would have expected like everyone else's phones have gotten faster
0: i was a little surprised that they didn't ultimately come out with an iphone 5 in part because yeah. apple strikes me as one of those companies that has always been very good at managing expectations at managing its public image and it just sort of seems like if they weren't coming up as as joe said with all this lead time if they weren't going to come out with an iphone 5 you think they would have in some way sort of tamped down that talk. Did that surprise you, Jim? What surprised me was that they didn't
2: name this new phone the iPhone 5 and uh with its I think I think there were a couple of cool things to add to it. Uh, it's now and it now can uh, travel around the world using the different technologies, uh, GSM and CDMA. Which is helpful for all the for international Europe, trips that, international that most Americans make. Yeah, 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 <laughs> not not you and me and not middle America, but uh, Europeans and business folks and People like that traveling around. Uh, the, the assistant sounds pretty cool, unless you want to ask it some out-of-the-way questions. But it did a pretty good job at answering those.
1: Ron? I think there's a chance we're not giving them enough credit here. Really? I, th- th- these guys are marketing geniuses. And, if, if, and, of course, they're innovative geniuses. They've got to have something good already planned for the five. And when it comes out, we'll all be sitting on the edges of our chairs just like we were here. I mean, we had to watch this for work, but what nerds are watching this blog <laughs> every 10 minutes getting an update from the app? Besides I mean, us? The whole world. <laughs> our It's, it's
0: amazing. Um, I think, you know. We're going to be impressed when they want us to be impressed. Let's broaden this from the device to the event in general. Uh, as Ron said, this is this was an, more than an hour long event. Um, a lot of lead up to the unveiling of the iPhone 4S. There was a lot of sort of going through the history of of the recent history of what Apple has done with the iPad. Um, uh, Tim Cook, the new CEO. Uh, sort of took a committee approach. Um, he wasn't doing the event all by himself the whole time. Um, Joe, when you think about the event in total, impressions?
3: Yeah, I think bringing out or trotting out a lot of the different managers was a way to kind of underscore that Apple does have a deep bench, that there's a lot more there just than beyond Steve Jobs and Tim Cook. Uh, and I think that kind of circulating and bringing back a lot of the information around the the whole suite of products was a way to reemphasize that Well, in a way, it's kind of dodging, (laughs) getting people away from thinking about how it's going to be uh, a 4S instead of an iPhone 5. But a way to reemphasize that they do have some degree of diversity among products now, and they've had a lot of hits. They kind of underscore that they're innovators, creative thinkers, good marketers.
2: Jim, what about the event? Actually, I don't own any Apple products myself, but actually looking at that when they were going back through the history, uh, it made me want to go out and look at a Nano I like their new clock things. Maybe, well, maybe they have a wristband. It's like a digital watch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, that's no, cool. I make up for no, your I,
1: non-consumership by owning everything that they make. <laughs> so we're no, even. No, no,
2: no. But the, uh, the clock, you can uh, swipe it and turn it into a little tiny computer. And I think that would be pretty cool.
1: Run? Uh, yeah, I think they did a good job. You know, I, I kind of go back to what I just said. Like, what do we want from them? It's only been a year, 15 months. They've mm-hmm. sped everything up, made a better camera, added voice recognition, uh, made it, tr- you know, internationally. Uh, you can t- move around the world. Uh,
0: what are we looking for? Like, that's pretty good stuff. It is, and yet I, I can't help uh, but wonder. Um, about the event that happened last week that we talked about in this room, and that was Amazon. Amazon unveiling the tablet, uh, and sort of the reaction to that, and one of the questions we kicked around was, to what extent is, is Apple paying attention to this? One of the things that struck me from this press conference today was the fact that uh, a lot of time early in the event was spent on the iPad, and how great it is, and you know, 80% of hospitals are in the US are experimenting with that sort of thing to what extent do you think amazon kind of kind of forced apple to change its presentation and focus maybe more on the ipad than they would have a week ago
3: well i think part of that was they're just providing updated guidance on a lot of the numbers for sales and it's a way for them to kind of you know tout their successes but it's also a way for them to remind people hey we sell a pretty awesome product i mean i've got one right here i love my ipad i take it everywhere and a lot of people feel the same way judging by the sales numbers and you know that's what they're Trying to get across. And I'll be a lot more interested with iPad 3 when that rolls around. And, you know, we'll see what that looks like. I think you're going to see them have to either bend on pricing, given, you know, how successful it looks like the Kindle Fire is going to be, or they better roll out some really impressive upgrades feature wise.
0: Uh, obviously, here at the Motley Fool, we focus on stocks. And I would be remiss if I didn't point out uh, that before this. Uh, press conference started. Uh, if you look at the stock graph of what Apple stock did from the time the event started to the time that it ended, it dropped about four uh, percent. Ron, you just bought shares of Apple for a million dollar portfolio. I did. I
1: bought them this morning. Um, it was somewhat. I wanted to get in front of the uh, the press conference, but it wasn't really a timing issue. I'm going to own the stock for years, so what happens on a given day doesn't really matter that much. Uh, we like the stock. We think it's undervalued in, in the $380, 400 range. We think it could potentially be worth $500. And that's not baking in any kind of ridiculous kind of growth. It's it's building in some nice growth that they absolutely mm-hmm. need to keep growing and keep innovating to, to support this valuation. And we think around $500 is a reasonable value. Joe?
3: Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan. I've never been a fan, and I've been wrong about it all the way up. <laughs> so, you could probably go back and find 50 instances of me being wrong about Apple, I will say, you know, a lot of people, a lot of value guys are talking about how there's not a lot of expectations built into the stock right now. Just a reminder, its market cap is equal to that of Oracle plus Microsoft. So there clearly is some expectation that this business is going to do very well for a long time.
0: So, as you said, you've been wrong a number of times about Apple stock. Here's your your chance to turn it around. Looking out five years from now, over the next five years, you like Apple better or Amazon better? Oh, that's a that 's a tough one i 'm going to go
3: with Amazon. I think they 've got more irons in the fire. I think their advantages are stickier uh, i 'm not wild about consumer electronics at large, and even though you could argue that apple's somewhat of a almost more of a software company than a hardware, mm-hmm. uh, I think that amazon's just going to keep surging forth, and that 's almost an unstoppable train Now you know the valuation is some for like eighty eight times earnings so that's probably going to be working against the stock at some point. You know, gravity comes into play, but yeah, I'd still go with Amazon.
0: Jim, what do you think? Do I have to pick one? Well, they're both Motley Fool recommended stocks. Go for uh, it. You can't lose, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd go with
2: Apple by a whisker.
1: Ron. Uh, I think they're both fantastic companies, truly. Um, Just some of the better companies in the world. If I had to pick a stock, I definitely would pick Apple. It's more reasonably priced. There's probably a lot of things in Amazon's future that I'm not smart enough to see, which would make their valuation not seem as high as it actually
0: is. But since I can't see them, I'm not investing in them, and I would choose Apple. Time travel. Once Amazon (laughs) cracks time travel, that's going to be huge for them. I'm there. According to a new study by Staples, 57% of office workers have to buy their own snacks and beverages at work, meaning they have to leave the office, which results in, according to this survey from Staples, 2.4 2.4 billion hours in lost productivity. And we wonder why Americans And that's economy. just before lunch. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, obviously a little bit of a, a self-serving survey for Staples, since among office supplies and all that sort of thing, they also sell snacks and, and that kind of thing. But uh, I don't know. I, I have to believe that there are other companies that, that are- cheering on this survey what do you think joe
3: i have a hunch this study was published by some employee at staples who doesn't get <laughs> free sodas and candy bars um yeah i mean you know with the fool for example we have a lot of what some people consider frivolous benefits but they're really here to improve our work experience by frivolous you sp- mean
1: awesome yeah <laughs> yeah
3: uh, but to make us more productive, relaxed, and happier at work, and to keep us inside the office. And if you look at Google as kind of the ultimate extreme of that, where you basically could live at the Googleplex. Um, you know, I think it's a good way to reward employees. I do think it's kind of a self-serving study, so to speak.
0: But yeah, yeah sure. but not. I mean, not just for Staples. I mean, if you're Office Depot, Jim, if you're Green Mountain Coffee Roasters with your single-serving cup of coffee, you're like they—they they have to be thrilled at a survey like this, don't they?
2: their office managers should get more green mountain absolutely single cups in there sure yeah run so 2 billion is that what we said hours 2.4 billion so, hours so to me it depends on how you look about of
1: lost productivity i think it's necessary to get up and stretch your legs every now and then maybe get a bit of fresh air to go get a coffee otherwise you're not really going to be at, at your maximum anyway so is it is it really lost i'm not sure
3: right and you're going to spend that time watching youtube and
0: surfing <laughs> around on facebook the, anyway
2: the redskins on sunday and
0: um, as Joe mentioned, we we do have a lot of nice benefits here at the Motley Fool, and um, you know, Pizza Day, uh, ice cream, game room, you, you know, game room, uh, PB&J Day, absolutely, all that, all that sort of thing. Um, and yet, I feel like we have an opportunity here to use this survey to our benefit to go to our office manager and say, you know what, we can go even farther. And I'm thinking sort of unconventional snacks. If you if you want to just sort of like think out of the box, something besides the fresh fruit, because frankly that's a little overrated in my book. Ron, what do you think?
1: I'll deny having said this, but I'll take a salary cut if we can get like a slush puppy or a Slurpee machine in the office. <laughs> I would that would make me a happy boy, Joe.
3: If we could get a protein shake dispenser, over yeah, that's by what I meant. My Did I say slush puppy? And Rich Griefner's desk. I'm pretty sure we would never leave.
0: Jim Mueller, an unconventional snack you want to go with? I was thinking like you know, just every once in a while, be nice scallops wrapped with bacon. But that's that that might be a little too much. no idea. I'm not much. You're the so elitist. Really? No, I'm trying <laughs> to lose weight, man. So, so you're the one who's pushing the French through. Sorry. You know, I'll take the scallops, <laughs> wraps, the bacon, Chris. Joe Maker, <laughs> Jim Tyson. Jim Mueller, and Ron Gross, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks. Bro. Thanks. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Career. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>